0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia.
0: He mentioned it earlier. He did. The podcast. Well, how do you find it? You're probably wondering, a guy teased it a while ago, but he didn't go in and explain it. That's me. (laughs) Uh, You do it by simply subscribing using your favorite podcatcher. Just go on and do a search for Kelly and Company, uh, AMI, Accessible Media Inc. You'll get a plethora of programs. But when you find us, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Maybe sometime when you're in there and you get a moment, give us a rating and review. That's the Kelly and Company podcast where you can listen to the show in segment form. You can listen to the Complete Kelly and Company podcast experience where there's even an audio vanity card. Mr. Ryman is providing that today. I say, Mr. Ryman is providing that today. I, I'm not sure if he's actually done it yet, but uh, so I could be speaking out of turn. But check it out. You can hear that on the Complete Kelly and Company podcast experience. And you can also check out the show in segment form. Maybe you heard a contributor or a segment that you came halfway through it. Maybe you heard us talking about the, the wood turtles. Well, go back and check that out via the Kelly & Company podcast. Kelly McDonald, and returning back with me, my co-host, Ramya Muthun.
1: Yes, your uh, buzz with Margaret sounded really fun, Kelsvin. We're going to continue having fun as we bring on Debbie Williams for Accessible Gaming. Hi, I'm Debbie. Hi, I'm David.
2: Join us as we explore Accessible Gaming.
1: Everything from tabletop to video and RPG.
2: May the best player win
1: So Debbie is joining us solo today, but the activity we're talking about is not at all a solo endeavor because uh, Debbie falls around. Well, it's it's approaching. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We are not actually in autumn yet, but soon (laughs) we will be in autumn and you have some fun ideas on hosting an indoor game night. I'm really excited about this because this is kind of like a checklist segment where uh, there's a bunch of things you want to consider, especially when we're thinking inclusivity. Right, Deb?
2: Absolutely. You know, with fall coming in and people are staying indoors longer, the days are getting, unfortunately, shorter. Mm. So now we want to start hosting games night. Um, One of the things that we can start with is maybe some lighting. So really consider the lighting um, in your gaming area. Most people play games in their dining rooms. So and a lot of times they just have, you know, fancy lighting that doesn't always it's nice to look at, but it doesn't always work. So make sure that you have really consistent lights, Um, bright, bright lights. Also lights that don't really cast shadows. Um, Yeah, because then you can't come
0: back and say, I lost because I had a shadow across, you know, that's why I was, I sucked at the game. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm spilling out all my secrets here. This is how Kelly plays.
1: Can you imagine? <laughs> Low vision and blind game night is full of these excuses. Oh, oh the man. Braille was oh, scratched out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't see. There was the big spider on my page. No, that's a shadow. Oh.
2: Hey, we could do a whole segment on tips and tricks on how to, to yeah. see. Lies to get, you get yourselves yeah.
1: out of game have I've, heard, I've
0: yeah. heard enough of all you guys and your tricks. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've heard. Well, you could try that. Anyway,
2: uh-huh. I digress. Go ahead, Deb. Exactly. So and you can also use what I've done is I've used like gooseneck lamps. Ot um, mm-hmm. lights are a really good um, brand. They do. They simulate natural um, daylight, daylight light. Um, and you could get goosenecks or table lights. That way it illuminates a bigger area. It's more natural. It's brighter and it doesn't cast shadows. So that's really a good um, a good way to conquer that if you're playing um, in the evening. If you're playing during the day, try to pick an area where there's a lot of natural lights, like a lot of windows, maybe a living room, family room. Um,
0: In the
1: park.
2: That's pretty much... In the park. In the park, yeah. So, (laughs) That's actually really fun. The
1: the question I have is sometimes you have people who have different... degrees of vision or need for different kinds of lighting so i've definitely been the person who needs like the lamp right on my cards when i was using the the low vision cards and um some people might not need (laughs) that lighting so i i like the idea of the whole place being lit and not just you know a particular uh part unless it's an extra necessity for somebody what are your thoughts
2: Exactly. So you can definitely make sure your whole gaming surface is well lit. And if somebody needs extra lighting, then, you know, um, an extra lamp or a flashlight even, or your phone, even your phone light right. can help if you're needing to read cards and because you don't have to have it on if it's not your turn, right? So you can right. just use it when it's your turn. So. Those are really good ideas, and you have to try different things. Get creative and see what really mm-hmm. works for
0: you. Well, and I think that's a really good point with the gooseneck and stuff like that because, it, like you said, somebody might say, gosh, guys, that's too much light for me. Mm-hmm. Click. Okay, go ahead. Now, again, I understand you'd let eyes change, and that could sometimes add a different element, but it is really nice to take all those things into account. Um, Debbie, do we want to move on to passing around dice and cards?
2: Absolutely. Here's a, okay. a, a, a good tip. If you're passing around either a set of dice or cards, let the person know that you're passing to them. So you can say passing the dice on your left, or you can even gently um, grab the person's hand or, you know, gently touch their hand and hand, hand them the, the, the dice or the cards. I find when, when I'm playing, sometimes people just, they don't pass the dice, so you're sitting there going, hey, where's the dice? Where's the dice? Right. Um, when I was playing with David, he had his phone beside him, so I always put the dice on top of his phone. Oh, yes, because
1: um, he's always reaching for that anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: always,
0: yeah. Let me make this call, but always first let me the, roll this.
2: Exactly, exactly. Always in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, just be communicative. You know, the dice are to your left or in front of you. Um, don't just leave them in the middle of the board. Nobody's going to be, you're going to have all these hands reaching. Uh-huh. Um, so just be communicative and mindful of the people around you and just, you know, pass it and let them know. Okay, the-
1: if you're playing a game like Monopoly and there's all kinds of cards, cards and, and oh, stuff man. all over your board anyway. And you really could mess up imagine? a
0: game, not just, you know, but yeah. just trying to find everything. Like once you it's a overturn something, it's, it, things fly.
1: But I I love over-talkative game nights where everyone's Mm -hmm. communicating everything. We'll get more into that as well. But how about rolling dice?
2: Rolling dice, is a really good thing that we use is we use a tray. So you can do a number of things. You can have, if if space and you have the equipment, you can give everybody their own dice and their own tray. Mm -hmm. Or you have one tray that, again, you just pass around and you would just gently say to the person, tray is coming to your left. And then you roll the dice. Inside the tray, this will keep the dice contained. Unless you're one of those that are a very zealous roller <laughs> and dice.
0: So so um, <laughs> what do you laughs. recommend mm-hmm. for trays? Does it matter? Like I know a lot of people use things like uh, takeout containers, mm-hmm. wash them out, clean them up, and just since you don't have to pay anything for it, doesn't matter edge, anything, yeah. right?
2: Exactly anything, anything. We've bought trays at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. We've used you know, let's like just say takeaway trays from. Restaurants, any type of container that will fit the dice. Um, and if you want, you can line them with the. Um, I don't know what it's called, but you get them in a little roll, and you get it at the dollar store, and it feels kind of bumpy.
0: The crate paper. You like, can or something line like, that? The- like paper. No, it's or? more
2: like a rubbery. Okay. It's yeah, more like yeah. a rubbery the silicone so then- mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's called, but you can. We've lined because I use really, really big dice, so we've lined. A larger tray with that material, so then your your, your dice isn't making such a clatter, and, and yep. it's a little bit more quiet. And um, but yeah, you can, you can use any type of tray that that you have. You can use a bowl if you want, whatever. Just as long as it's something where you can keep your dice contained. Yeah, and contained. Control. And or if you have big dice,
1: remove the mess altogether yep, and yep. Just tell uh, Siri or any other pick your smart <laughs> exactly. device here to do. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Well,
2: first
0: exactly. first move move Dave's dice off of there and then sure. ask Siri questions.
2: Exactly. And that was another <laughs> thing you can use your smart speakers or your smart device and you could say, "Hey Siri, roll a two sided dice." Um, that or "roll 3 6 sided dice." So your smart devices really come in handy with
0: nice. that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh drawing and discarding cards.
2: Here's where communication really comes in handy. So um, when you're discarding a card, you want to let the person know that you're discarding. So you say, I've discarded the six like, of hearts. Um, another good thing is the trays come in handy as well. You can have a tray for your draw pile and you can have a tray for hmm. your discard pile. Um, this is really helpful if you're using braille cards because they tend to slide around. Yeah. Or if you're playing Uno. Or games that have more than, you know, 52 cards, right? Then the piles get really tall and they fall (laughs) over. So, again, you could just go to the dollar store and you can get, like, deep trays that are, you know, about the size of of your cards. And you can just have one for your discard pile and and one for your draw pile. I find that's really helpful.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I do appreciate trays in a lot of different scenarios because like you're saying, sometimes the, the draw and discard piles are so close to each other that just reaching out means you're tumbling one pile into the other. Into another, yeah. yeah. All kinds of exactly. stuff like that. Um, how, exactly. Anything else with the communication and the talking, just verbalizing aspect of it, you know, calling out cards.
2: Calling out cards is important. Also, um, when you're playing, for example, if you're playing a, a board game, we'll use Monopoly as an example. You know, keep keep the players informed of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You can maybe have one person assigned to move the pieces around. Um, okay. So if you have somebody who's <laughs> either sighted or high partial, if you want, if everybody's in agreeing with that, some people want to do their make their own moves. But if if you agree, and one person wants to move the pieces around, then they could say, okay, well, Dab, I've moved you to Park Place. It's up for sale. Do you want to buy it? Or I've moved you, you landed on Boardwalk and you owe Rami a rent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, keep telling people what's going on when you're playing um, cards, board games, anything. It just makes it more fun, right? Sometimes bantering happens that way too. Yeah. Um, and it keeps everybody sort of engaged, everybody included, um, lots of fun with, with that, you know, um, same thing with the cards. I discarded the Ace of Spades or whatever, whatever it is that you're, you're doing. It's just keep, keep talking, keep people informed, you know, over communicate might actually even be good.
0: Right. It sets that, for a nice sound to the room, to the event.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's actually such a good point, Kels, because I've seen, you know, I've walked into uh, card nights or whatever where people are playing, you know, nobody has low vision, um, and... There's just no sound, absolutely not. You have no clue what's going on. Like if you walk oh, into silence. Po- poker games, right? Yep. yep. There's there's nobody talking, and my game nights are very different because yeah. everybody's got to talk. And
0: and some of those, it's disrespectful to have too much. But in in, yeah. in the game, but really, if you're having that fun, whether you need that communication <laughs> or don't. I think it's a beautiful thing to yeah. hear because people are having fun and that's allegedly why we're here. But I get it that for serious people in a different way of serious, so I don't mean to suggest because people are communication and not serious about Mm-mm. you know winning the game at all. I, I just think it's, it's a different feel. Um, Debbie, do you want to talk about a few game ideas that you have for four or more players?
2: Absolutely. So some really fun, simple games for cards is of course Uno, um, Crazy 8s, the traditional version or crazy a countdown um golf um and these are really fun they're not super difficult so you're not spending your whole. for me i like game nights to be simple i don't want to play a super long complicated game i just want to have a little bit of fun so these are really nice quick simple games and there's tons 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 of games you could just go online go Simple card games and probably like a million will come up. Mm, yeah, there's tons and there's also
1: a lot of dice games. We did a whole thing on dice games with you guys that uh, we can revisit. But snacks,
2: can we please squeeze in snacks? Snacks. <laughs> yeah. Keep the, this is the best part of games, night: Winning in snacks. So yeah. Keep the snacks. <laughs> keep the snacks simple. So just do finger foods like hors d'oeuvres spring rolls, samosas, uh, meatballs, just little things that you can eat with your fingers, right? Right. Um, I've been to games night where what they do is they, they stop halfway for snack. Mm. So we'll play games for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, what have you. Then we'll stop, have some snacks, and then we'll start again. Yeah. If you want to have snacks sort of during the game, you can do something like chips or popcorn or something really easy. You can give everybody their own dish. Yeah, that yeah. Right? down on the sauce so on the cards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no saucy. <laughs> Another reason why you <laughs> oh, lost well, like sweet
0: <laughs> I wasn't there to play the game.
2: <laughs> I just occupied a table
0: at the space, a space at the table.
2: Yeah. But yeah, definitely keep it, keep it. Keep it fun and keep it simple, right? Um, the idea for games night is to play games, so snacks are a fun part of it, but it's not the whole the whole thing, right? So just have wow. you know finger foods, easy little little sandwiches if you want, or whatever helps you know. win at the end of the day.
1: Exactly, <laughs> Debbie. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate the hosting game night tips.
2: Thank you so much. Looking forward to uh, starting some. Some more hosting soon, now that fall is here. Exactly.
1: Same here. Next month, Debbie's going to be back and we'll talk more accessible gaming and that's Debbie Williams.
0: I'll uh, take the fact that I'll lose the game, but I'll have good food. Roundtable, folks, with Becky Zarr, up next.